Uh, good morning. It is so good to be with you all this morning. My name is Tim. I'm the pastor here. And uh, I know a lot of you are joining us here. So good to see your faces. And I know a lot of us, though, are still joining online. And so it's so good to see you behind that lens. I can't really do that. I wish I could. That'd be great. Uh, but so glad you get to see us and be in the room with us virtually. And uh, excited today to close out six weeks and six verses in Psalm 23. Next week, I'm excited to kick off the book of 1 John. Come back for that. It's going to be really good. Uh, but today, we get to close out this famous psalm by King David. Now, if you've missed any of these six weeks, go back and watch it on YouTube, listen on our website. But we've, we've painted this picture, really David painted this picture for us of, of a sheep, a group of sheep following a shepherd. That's what Psalm 23, the imagery that we get all throughout the psalm is about. And what we've seen about that from day one, week one, is that we follow, we're the sheep, we're not the shepherd, right? News, news flash for all of us. We're the sheep, we're not the shepherd, but we follow after a good sovereign shepherd. I think every week, even though we've had a couple guest speakers, I had them say that phrase because I want that phrase to embed in your heart and your soul that we follow after a good sovereign shepherd. He's good intrinsically. Uh, he's a shepherd. He kind of leads us gently and protects us and provides for us, but he's also Lord. He's, he's sovereign over everything. He's powerful. We have a good sovereign shepherd that we are following. And what we've seen throughout Psalm 23 is this good sovereign shepherd is taking us on a journey, right? He's taking us on a journey that involves rest in green pastures and still waters. He's taking us on a journey that involves a path of, of righteousness, and he's showing us what that path is. And he's taking us on a journey that some of us don't like to hear about this, and when we see Psalm 23 on a coffee mug, we don't really think about this, but he's taking us on a journey that even when valleys of the shadow of death come about, even when we're faced with enemies, that he's preparing a table for us in the presence of our enemies, that he has a, a rod and a staff that's, that's comforting us and protecting us, even in the, the difficulties, even in the hardships, right? That God, our, our good sovereign shepherd, he's taking us on this journey, and we've been on that journey in Psalm 23. But today, as we close it out in verse 6, we're going to see where this journey leads, so we have a good sovereign shepherd, we're the sheep, he's the shepherd, we're following after him, well, where's he taking us? What's the final destination? That's where we're headed today. Now, it is important to know where you're going. Right? Uh, last week, my wife and I went to Colorado to officiate a wedding for a couple in our church. And beautiful Colorado, lots of places to go. We went to the Garden of the Gods. Anybody been there? Yeah, okay, it's a popular place. My wife and I went there, we love to hike. We go out there and uh, we love to hike, but my wife and I are a little bit different in the way we like to hike. Right? My wife, and it's gonna seem way more logical to do it her way, so just get ready for that. My wife likes to look at maps. <laughs> she likes to know where she's going when she goes on a hike. She likes to know how long the duration of the hike, how hard the hike is going to be, where the trailhead starts and where the, trailhead, where the trail itself ends. They're just simple things you think everybody would want. I, on the other hand, do not want those common things. I want an adventure. I want to know, yeah, there's some trails out there, and we'll just kind of figure it out along the way, <laughs> which doesn't frustrate my wife at all, right? But that's kind of, I'm just like, well, let's just, there's trails out here, the Garden of the Gods, it's beautiful, let's just go. 
Let's just put on our hiking boots and just go and just see what happens and we'll figure it out along the way. Now, what happens? We end up wandering a lot because we didn't pick a a trailhead. We didn't pick a specific way to go and we didn't really know where it ended up. And so we're kind of on one trail one minute and then we're on a different trail. And she's like, well, where does this take us? I'm like, I don't know. It's just fun. This is an adventure. But we end up wandering a lot. Now, luckily, wandering in the garden of the gods is not so bad. Amen? It's beautiful everywhere. You wander into all sorts of great places, all sorts of beautiful rock formations. It's a great place to wander. But in life, and in most trails, it doesn't work out that way. You need to know where you're going. You need to know how long it will take you to get there, how much water you need to bring, what you need for the journey because of where you are headed. Life works like that. We need to know where we're going. And so David's been taking us on this journey. God's taking us on this journey, but we need to know where the journey leads because here's what will happen in life if we don't. No, we will wander. We will wander, and when difficulties arise, when we're faced with enemies and valleys in life, we'll get knocked off the trail, and many times we won't get back up and get back on it. How many of you you have experienced that over the last few months? It seems like we're all getting knocked off the trail, right? And many of us are asking questions like, is there a destination? I mean, there's like four months left in 2020. Is there a destination? Eventually, are we going to come to a conclusion? Like, does God really have a plan? Is he really redeeming all this? And and I know we may not say that in church, but you've, you've thought that at times. Like, where is the final destination? And if you don't know it... You'll get knocked off the trail because of hardships, and maybe some of you feel like, man, I don't even feel like getting back on it, because I don't know where we're going. So David, God ultimately is going to show us where we are going, even in 2020, amidst a pandemic, amidst uncertainty, all of us sitting here with masks on. David's going to show us, here's the destination, here's where we're going. All right, you ready? Okay, even if you're not... We're going to head into it. Psalm 23, verse 6. Look at the the verse with me. If you're at home, grab a Bible. uh, Put the kid down and pick up a Bible and read it with them. Psalm 23, verse 6. Let's look at it together. David says this. Surely goodness and mercy, some translations say steadfast love, shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here's the first thing we're going to see as we look at our final destination. We're going to see it's about proximity. It's about proximity. Look at the verse again with me. Notice that goodness and mercy will follow me, be close behind me. Now remember the imagery of Psalm 23, sheep following a shepherd. So you got to picture this with me. We're the sheep. We're following our good sovereign shepherd. He's out in front of us. We are behind him. We're following him. But what David says right here is what's following us is his goodness and mercy. So we're in this little sandwich. God, our good sovereign shepherd, he's out in front. His goodness and mercy is behind us, and we're in between those two things. Do you see it? Can you picture it with me? That, that, that picture is really significant because for many of us, the reality is here, here's the picture we live out in life is we pursue, we follow after goodness and mercy, not our good sovereign shepherd. We follow after 
the affirmation of others. That's what's in front of us. Uh, many times for us right now in this pandemic, we're following after a vaccine. If we can just get that. We're following after comfort. We're following after if we could just get back to normal, right? We're following after that, and, and many times we, we flip it, and God, our good sovereign shepherd, he, he's behind us. And we're saying, God, I really want, really want things to get back to normal. I really want my, my 401k to, to, to point the arrow up and not down. I really want this job. I really want this spouse. I really want this house. I really want this stroller. Come on, parents. And that's the goal. That's the destination. And God, your good sovereign shepherd, he's behind you, and you're saying, God, come on, help me get that goal. How many of you have done that over the last few months? I know that I have. This passage hit me like a ton of bricks this week to see the sequence, the order of we're following our good sovereign shepherd. And goodness and mercy, they're following after us, not the other way around. And how many times have I been frustrated because I've flip-flopped those? How many times, if you're honest with yourself, is your frustration because you're following after these comforts and these approvals and these vaccines even, and whatever the case may be, good things, but they're not your good sovereign shepherd. No, he's behind you, and you're saying, come on, God. Come on, bring me this goal, this destination. And David is reminding you, no, the destination, the goal is always God. It's your good sovereign shepherd. He's out in front. Goodness and mercy may follow close behindly, but only behind, but only when your good sovereign shepherd is in front. That's the way it works. And so David reminds us of this proximity. The destination is about proximity, but it's about proximity first to our good sovereign shepherd. He's in front. And then goodness and mercy follow close behind in that case. So it's when we follow God, our good sovereign shepherd, when he's the goal, he's the destination, goodness and mercy will follow behind. You see, God doesn't just provide goodness and mercy and comfort and assurance. He doesn't just provide those things. He is the provision. See, when we get our good sovereign shepherd, we're in close proximity to him, that's when we experience the goodness and mercy. Because he doesn't just provide those things, he is the provision. This is what Paul says in Philippians chapter 1. He said this, for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. The destination is God himself. So question right off the bat this morning, how close are you to our good sovereign shepherd right now? How close are you following after him right now? How much of your energy, your efforts, your schedule, your calendar, your thoughts, how much of that is being directed towards your good, sovereign shepherd, proximity to him as the goal? Or how much of that is being directed, directed towards that next thing? Maybe towards a house, maybe towards a spouse, maybe towards comfort, maybe towards the end of all this pandemic and, and the, the virus just going away. How much of your energy and efforts are directed towards your good, sovereign shepherd versus that? Is he in front 
Or is he telling behind and you're saying, come on, God, help me find the real destination, my comfort. What does that look like for you? Listen, when I say how close are you to, to our good sovereign shepherd, I, I'm not talking about how many Bible verses you know, how many online services you've watched. And I know some of y'all at home, you're watching this one, and then afterwards you're going to watch another one and flip over on YouTube to another one. I'm not talking about how many services you've watched online, how many church services you've joined in person, how many Bible verses you're able to quote. Maybe some of you have memorized Psalm 23. That's great. I'm talking about are you in close proximity? Do you, are you in relationship in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this quarantine? Are you by yourself and that's it? Or are you by yourself with your good sovereign shepherd? See, closeness with God, proximity to God, that's not only where we find goodness and mercy, that's where we find life. That's the final destination. Paul said it. To live is Christ. I can, I can do fruitful labor for him, but to die is far better. Why, Paul? Because you're going to be around mansions and glory? Because you're going to be walking streets of gold? Because there's going to be no more tears or pain? Yeah, those things, but but I'm going to be with Christ, for that is far better. By itself, Paul was chasing after, David was chasing after the good sovereign shepherd, and the goodness and mercy came with that. You see, the destination for you as a believer in Jesus, it's less about a place, it's more about a person. It's getting close to that person. See, my fear for all of us in this season is our anxiety is welling up so much we think that there's something other on the other side of this. Like 2021 can't get here fast enough. Just a flip of the calendar. If we could just get something else, if we could just get that new house, that vaccine, something else on the other side of whatever this is, and we spend so much time looking for that place, that we miss the person. And God's saying, I'm your good sovereign shepherd. You can follow me and be close to me in the midst of 2020, in the midst of a pandemic. You can do that for all eternity, no matter your circumstances. And my fear for us is that we miss that, the destination, in search of some other destination. So where are you with that? Listen, we got some time. I would say a lot of you have more time in some ways during this season. Spend time following after your good sovereign shepherd. Spend time getting close to him. Do that by reading his word. Do that by watching an online service. But do it with your good sovereign shepherd, with him. That's what David is pointing us to, the second part of the verse. Look at that with me. David says, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He kind of continues this imagery. Rick talked about it last week, that, that he's our lavish host. He's not just a, a shepherd. He's hosting us in his home. Uh, in the Old Testament world, to fellowship in someone's house was significant. It wasn't like many of us today. We just invite somebody over to our house. We go over to somebody else's house, and we bring some pretzels. It was a bigger deal back then, right? To be invited over to somebody's house was a sign of, of loyal, committed love and relationship. And so when David says, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever, that's, that's meant to give us this idea of a committed, loyal relationship. And it's not as much about where the house is, but who lives in the house. It's the house of the Lord. You see, many times as we talk about what heaven will be like, we do, we think about what size mansion am I going to get? <laughs> What's it going to be like? 
streets of gold, pearly gates, like what's all that gonna be like? And we think about the place and we think about what the house will look like and we forget it's going to be the house of the Lord. I think it's gonna be good, right? See, scholars will debate even this passage, like what's David really talking about? And this is commonly found in the Psalms and in other places, Daniel talks about the house of the Lord. People will think, well, are they talking about heaven one day? Or were they talking about literally the house of the Lord, like the sanctuary, the temple of that day? And we get into these debates, and we get into debates of, of that versus heaven, and then what heaven will look like. And when Jesus says, John 14, like, I'm preparing a place for you, and there's many, many rooms, and we sing a song about that, if you like me and grew up in church. And you're like, what room am I going to get? And we lose sight of the person that's, that's living in the place. So whether it was for David, the sanctuary, the temple where where God, that was his house in that day, or whether it's heaven and whether there's mansions and and all those things, like we can debate those things, but don't lose sight of we shall dwell in the house of the Lord. We're going to be with him. It's about proximity. Do you see your destination that way? Do you see your destination that way? Is that what you're seeking after in this moment that we find ourselves in. Second point is this. Not only is our destination about proximity, it involves certainty. Look at the verse again with me. How does David talk about this final destination? He starts it off in verse six. He says, surely, goodness and mercy. He says, I shall, there's certainty, twice. He says, all the days of my life, forever. And what's interesting is this phrase, I shall dwell in the Hebrew, conveys the idea of returning. That David, in the literal text, he's saying, I shall dwell because maybe I'm not right now. It's this idea of returning to the dwelling, to the the house of the Lord because he's not in the house of the Lord in this moment. We've talked about David. He was a king, but he was not foreign to chaos. That, That many times that he was on the run, That King Saul was chasing him. His own sin was chasing him down. He was on the run from his own sin. He was on the run from his own son who was trying to kill him, Absalom. And so David's life wasn't foreign to chaos, but yet, and he was wandering at times and running at times, but he always knew, I shall return to the house of the Lord. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. He always knew that was his final destination. See, I think for many of us, we think as we read Psalm 23, we, we think of ourselves like, okay, so we're the sheep, he's the shepherd, so, so we're like in the green pastures, right? and we're with the sheep, and, and that's, really, that's, that, that, that's the verses we put up in our house in the frame, and we knit into blankets, and we remind ourselves, yeah, we're the sheep, and we're with the shepherd, there's green pastures, we're looking up at the sheep, and he's patting us on the head, right? and it's really comfortable, but Let's just be honest, how many times are we not in the green pastures with the shepherd? How many times are we running away from the shepherd? How many times are we wandering away and, and we're the sheep that are they're wandering away and he's bringing us back to dwell with him once again? I know I've been there. I've been there in life. I've been there a few times during these last six months. I'm not in the green pastures. I'm running away and God, our good sovereign shepherd, he's wooing me back in to dwell in his house once again. Listen, that is the beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That we dwell in the house of the Lord. The reason that's our destination is not because of our performance. It's because of his payment on our behalf. 
It's not because of our performance. It's because of his pursuit for us that he's always chasing us down. So we can say with David, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord once again. That will be my final destination. All right, we see it in Isaiah 53. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. See, all of us, at some point in time, maybe that's you right now, you have gone astray. You're like the sheep that's wandering, the green pastures, the still waters. You're nowhere close to those things. You can't remember the last time you met with God, looked at his word, prayed to him. You can't remember the last time you shut off all the noise and all your phones and all your devices and just sat with your good sovereign shepherd that he's the goal. The proximity to him, that's goodness and mercy. Some of you can't remember the last time you've done that, right? Because you're wandering. Isaiah 53, 6 tells us that. God tells us that. We all have gone astray. And some of you know what that feels like. But you've got to finish the second part of the verse. Isaiah 53, verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, as Jesus, our good sovereign shepherd, the iniquity of us all. See, we can be certain of our destination, not because of our performance, but because of his payment on our behalf. That God, our good sovereign shepherd, he, he knows. I, some of you are thinking, Tim, you just put me on blast. Like, I haven't read the Bible in a long time. You're right. I, I know we're supposed to watch these every Sunday, like online. But it's, it's been a little bit. Psalm 23, is that? Is that the series? And some of you are feeling, God, all we like sheep have gone astray. He knows you've gone astray. So he sent his son, Jesus, like a, like a shepherd, like a lamb, to be slaughtered on our behalf. So that you could say once again, like David, I shall dwell in his house once again. That's God's beautiful truth for you. That's the difference between Christianity and every other religion. That's the hope of this moment for us, that that destination, that final destination of closeness with God, it's still available to you no matter what you did last night or no matter how you've neglected your relationship with God, no matter how you've exchanged the pursuit of God, your good sovereign shepherd, for something else, a house, a spouse, a vaccine, whatever the case may be for you. He's still awaiting you. He's still drawing you near to him. He's still like, like a shepherd would with sheep. He, he may take that rod and he may wrangle you a little bit and bring you back. He may leave the 99 to go get the one. He's doing that for you. Maybe you're here today because that's part of God drawing you back so you can say, I shall dwell in his house once again. Right? That's the beauty of the gospel. That's the beauty of our good sovereign shepherd. He's taking us to a destination, and it's not dependent on us. Amen? He'll get us there. His goodness, his sovereignty, his payment on our behalf, that's what will get us there. And listen, maybe you're not too excited. You're like, okay, so closeness with God is the destination. Okay, so, yeah, maybe it's not about a mansion. I kind of was leaning on that a little bit. Like, I was hoping for a big house. Like, I got a small one right now, a little two-bedroom apartment. Tim, don't take that away from me. And so maybe you're not too excited about the final destination, just being with God. Let me paint a picture for you from Scripture of what this is going to look like. You'll be excited, I promise, after we read this, right? Revelation chapter 21, it says this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. 
And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be with his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither there shall be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. That's the picture of what it means to be with God for all of eternity. You see, as crazy, just to continue with the imagery of Psalm 23, as crazy as it would be for, for a shepherd to invite sheep into his house, how much crazier is it that the God of the universe who created everything and sustains everything by the power of his word, how much crazier is it that that God invites us into his house for all of eternity? The God who will wipe away every tear. Do you notice, not just death will be no more, there will be no more mourning or crying or pain. The afflictions that you wake up with, the joints that are sore, come on. I, the, the back pain that you experience, the, the difficulty in relationships, the racial tensions we are facing, wiped away in the presence of Almighty God, we're gonna be living in his house. Some of y'all should say amen to that. We live in a pandemic. We live in 2020. There's memes everywhere about the pain of this moment. God's going to take it all away. Why? Because we'll be with him perfectly. That's the final destination. We should get excited about pursuing that destination. Not just then and eternity, but now. We get to pursue that now. Now, some of you are thinking, okay, Tim, that's great one day. Like, what about today? I mean, we do have some issues today, and I don't know when Jesus is coming back. I don't know when we're going to dwell in his house forever, but it seems like it's a far away time, right? seems like right now it's August, September now in Phoenix, and it's 115 degrees. seems like we're far away from the house of the Lord. Like, that's great one day. That's the final destination, but what about now? I mean, we all have masks on. I can't tell if you're smiling at me or mouthing cuss words at me, right? Just to be honest, don't do that. It's a weird time. It's a hard time. You're thinking, well, that's the final destination, but what about now? That's a long time away. How are we going to make it to there? We're going to make it the same way David made it. See, here's the, the beauty of David's story, the author of this psalm. He was selected as king in 1 Samuel 16. That was the lineup, and, and they're like, hey, is this everybody? And they're like, no, go get David. And he comes out, and he's this little shepherd, outcast boy. And Samuel says, hey, that, that's the one. He's the king. That was in 1 Samuel 16. He's anointed. He's the, the coming king. He doesn't become king till 2 Samuel 5. Years go by. And you know what David goes back to? Being a shepherd. Putting oil on the shepherd's head so they don't uh, get flies up in their nostrils and bang their head against uh, something and die. <laughs> Making sure these, these sheep that aren't so smart, they, they stay in the herd and they don't wander off because they see some pretty flower that's actually poisonous and will kill them. <laughs> 
David, who's protecting the sheep from lions and bears and worried about his life being in danger. And he did that for years before he became king, before he reached his final destination. How'd he do it? He had a good sovereign shepherd who along that journey, along that journey to become king for years, amidst the lions and bears, amidst the enemies he was facing, amidst the sheep and that being kind of a mundane job and not too fun every day and not dwelling in the house of the Lord, didn't seem like that. How did he make it? He had a good sovereign shepherd who along the way in that journey to his final destination to become king, he brought him rest in green pastures. He brought him still waters. He restored his very soul. And then even when he walked through the valley of the shadow of death, God comforted him, protected him. He had his rod and his staff ready to protect him from every enemy. He even prepared a table before him in the presence of other enemies. They feasted together. God, his good sovereign shepherd, and David, along the journey, to the final destination. How do we make it? The same way. The same way. We say with David, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm not going to pursue comfort and pleasure. I'm going to pursue my good, sovereign shepherd. And with that's going to come some goodness and mercy. With that's going to come some rest for my very soul. With that's going to come protection and provision, even in the face of my enemies. And I'm going to keep my eyes on him as my final destination. And he's going to guide me every step of the way. He's going to do that for you. I don't know when the pandemic's going away. I don't know. 2020 may just, in a weird way, just keep going. I don't, I don't know anything. But I know this, that our good sovereign shepherd, he's going to lead us every step of the way. Amen? He's going to protect us. He's going to provide for us. He's going to give us rest for our very souls. And then one day, we will dwell in his house forever. And it's going to be great. Amen? It's going to be glorious. Great's not a good enough word. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the destination of being with you forever and no more tears and no more COVID-19 and no more masks. We thank you that you are leading us to a destination where we will be with you and everything will be made right. It will be perfect. God, if we don't think about that, God, forgive us for not thinking about that. Forgive us for not pursuing that, even in the midst of a hard season. Forgive us for not pursuing you because we're missing out when we don't fix our eyes on you, the author and perfecter of our faith, who's creating this final destination for us, who's drawing us near to this final destination. But God, also in this journey that we're still in, God, you are a gracious, good, sovereign shepherd who's providing for us every step of the way with righteous paths and green pastures and still waters and provision and protection in the face of enemies. And God, I just pray right now for everybody watching this online, for everybody in this room who just doesn't feel close to you, who, who if they're honest, they, they're not in the green pasture with you. They're, they're running away to something else. God, maybe some of us, if we're honest, we're, we're pursuing a lot of other things, and we're asking you to follow along behind us instead of in front of us. 
And God, we just take this moment right now to, to confess that, to reorient our pursuit to you, that we have a proximity with you. You invite us into that now. We sing for that reason. We have a certainty that, God, this isn't dependent upon us, but you are going to draw us. And, God, I just pray for every man, woman, and child watching this, experiencing this now, that you would help us to dwell in that truth, to pursue that truth, that we would reconfigure things in our life so we could pursue our good, sovereign shepherd. God, draw us near to you, even as we sing. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. And everybody said, amen.